Alice Taylor, and I'm a non-binary person, and I call myself a divine androgen. of magic or something like that. Maybe it depends on what path you walk. See, one of the things I noticed as I started to come out and started to identify as non-binary, I started to realize that there was no spiritual path for people like me. Like, I mean, there were some things like indigenous people, but I don't want to culturally appropriate. I didn't grow up on a reservation. And I think two-spirit is great and I want them to keep it. And I felt like I had to define my own path because I didn't have a huge background in these things. And so I started to explore things. And of course, some religions shame us, right? And then there's some religions that don't even include us. Like Wicca, I went to many rituals and never not once did they mention someone that was both or neither gender or god or goddess, unless you asked and then... They would often have a goddess or something. But there was no language for it. And so as I started my own spiritual path, my own path of holistic learning, I learned that I really needed a spiritual path in order to be who I was. Like, I felt like it was part of humanity. It was part of being a human. And I needed to be celebrated in my spiritual path. I needed to be seen and I didn't want any of the shame. So that's not for me. That's theirs. And so as I started to unfold, I started to realize that I have my own path. And each one of us actually do. You do. Everybody does. Has their own spiritual path that they're to unlock. Your authenticity is in your heart, just like it was in mine. There were some things I had to go through to unlock those keys, to get closer to who I really was inside. Because all of us are divine conscious beings, and you have to work through some weird stuff sometimes, like cultural norms and gender roles and, gosh, mental health and the crap your parents programmed in there. Sometimes we have to unfold that out. And when we do, we get to an authentic surface, uh, authentic person when we move through those surface things. And when we find our authenticity, we can go deeper. We can love deeper. We can love ourselves deeper. We can love other people deeper. And we can enjoy our life fuller and more and feel more complete by the time it comes time to, you know, end because we all die. None of us get out of alive. So, just consider, as you start to identify and find your gender is not something that was given, that is not something that was, a, you know, assigned to you when you were born, as you start to realize your gender expression, no matter what it is, I'm talking to the drag queens, the drag kings, the gay guys, transgender people, non-binary people, gender neutral people, all of us, we're all here for a reason. 
The divine sent us here. We're all here to define our own path. Make it what it is. Follow that part of you that doesn't follow the rules. The part of you that doesn't do what other people are doing. Because that part of you will lead you to the path you need to be on. And you will manifest the beautiful things that the world desperately needs. All of us are where we need you. We need you to step up and bring your most beautiful light to the world. And I hope that that's what this book does. That my book, Divine Androgen, A Sacred Path for Gender Variant People, and this channel will inspire you to find out who you are and open it up to the world and deliver it. As if we were all waiting for it. But we didn't know what we were waiting for exactly. Show us what that is. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there, at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences. So let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer. And let us become a master of none. Welcome to Rainbow Soul, an explorative discussion about spirituality beyond mainstream religions. Hollis Taylor, author, psychic, astrologer, and alchemical mage brings their non-binary perspective together with fellow drag king and trans man LaCrosse Ortiz, a Jewish Taino with spiritual background of exploration that has led him to an atheist perspective. Join these guys as they explore deep and difficult topics all related to spirituality, offering a queer perspective an exploration of interesting topics and engaging guests to help explore conversations for the rainbow soul. Hey, hey. Hello, hello. How are you? Welcome. Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm so glad you're here and glad everybody's here tonight. This is an exciting night and um, we're at Rainbow Soul. This is Rainbow Soul. Thanks for watching. I'm Hollis Taylor. I am an, the author of Divine Androgyny, A Sacred Path for Gender Variant People. And I'm also a psychic, a medium, an astrologer, and a tarot reader. 
You can find out more about me at divineandrogen.com. Yes, I do coaching and mentoring. Um, and this here is my friend Lacrosse. Lacrosse, I want you to <laughs> tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Lacrosse Ortiz. I am the host of Master of None, soon to be fully airing soon. Um, I am a Jewish Taino atheist, uh, which, yeah, that's a lot to say in one sentence. Uh, I just don't believe that you need a supreme being to dictate your spiritual journey or exist in a spiritual journey. It's irrelevant. It's your journey. So, um, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here. And I, uh, I totally resonate with your, uh, that you don't need a supreme being. I'm not really a supreme being type of person. I'm more of a uh, elements and nature type of thing. Um, And I believe in the energy of the universe. (laughs) Exactly. So, so I totally get that. And um, so one of the things that I'm not sure people are totally aware of is that often it is hard to get yourself out there as an artist, as a coach, or as an author, whatever you do, it's hard to get yourself out there, number one. And number two, as a consumer of those things, um, it's even hard to find people. Like, I have a hard time finding non-binary people to do art or this or that, you know, just anything. If you're looking to buy art, or if you're looking to um, employ somebody, it's sometimes hard to look for like, well, would I want to hire a non-binary person right. to do this for me, right? To edit my videos or whatever. It's hard to find. Um, and so one of the things at Rainbow Soul that I think is pretty awesome that we do is we give a platform for queer people to come forward and show who they are, to tell us who they are and to um, help us understand what they offer the world and what they're bringing to the world. And I think that's pretty darn important. Oh. Um, because it seems to me that um, that we're having a hard time get like communing everybody, right? Getting everybody together. And it's so it's so interesting because in Facebook groups, I'll be talking to non-binary people and they'll say, I don't have any non-binary friends. And I'm like, oh, geez. And so I just want to say that we're here to build community so that we have a group. And when we we interact with you in the audience, the people watching, and we even feature people that watch our show regularly. Um, and we feature them because we want you to get to know each other. We right. want you to know what kind of people you're hanging out with online. Isn't that nice to know those things? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, uh, here I living in Lancaster, it's such a big deal about shop local, shop local support businesses that are local, but that also goes within the trans community. We need to support each other and we need outlets and we need to make space for other people within the community to be able to show their work, show their, what they do and what they can offer to the community. 
you know, if you could do it for local shopping of your local, you know, business people, we should do it for our com- even more so for our community, you know. And, and and I feel you because like I don't like I know I have trans people who are in my life, but it's there's not a lot. You know, it's I, I don't have a lot of friends myself, you know, to find even just trans transgender people. So right. And there's plenty of us out there. So I feel like, I feel like, wow, well, let's start connecting. And so connecting the dots is part of the, part of the hard part, I suppose. But um, so that's one of the reasons that you'll see on our show on Rainbow Soul will feature variety of people. And if you're one of those people that's looking for a place to present your offering to the world, whatever it may be, please reach out to us. Okay. And so tonight, one of the people that watches our show regularly, uh, I happened to find out that, okay, so they're a drag king. That's pretty awesome. Right. Um, and that they're non-binary and that's pretty awesome. I'm like, okay, well, we are already on the same page and, uh, but they're also spiritual and they're an artist. And all of those things seem so magical to me. And so, um, so I was like, wow, this is great that, you know, and that they're spiritual even, and in some of the similar ways that we are lacrosse. So I want to bring out our guest tonight, which is Jamie Angel. Everybody meet Jamie Angel. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hey, Jamie. Why don't you tell us about who you are and what you do? Okay, well, I'm an individual with um, multiple disabilities. Um, I, ha- I'm, I, If you see me looking back and forth, that's because I have this program up on the computer while using the laptop because the stream yard is not showing the captions, but the, um, but the uh, sh- regular sh- stream is showing them. So, um, so that's one of those things, it's one of those things where when you have multiple disabilities, trying to juggle all of them to, you know, I, I, I have cerebral palsy, so I'm in a wheelchair most of the time in that when I'm pretty much, when I'm not in bed, I'm in the wheelchair. So, um, it's one of those things where, um, trying to find a comfortable place to sit and everything maybe is important too. So yes, it becomes very interesting and, and I could go down the list. I also, you know, do have ADHD and some other things that you know many of us live with from day to day um i've been doing drag performance now for um a little over a year um so so the first the first one what the first time i had done it was for the um equality fest down in york um and i had done some performances for the uh the uh, program itself and also competed in the um, regent pageant and that so that was kind of what first started me on that on that part of things and stuff I am a non-binary individual Um, it's one of those things where you live life knowing things aren't quite you know the same as for everybody else but you figure that you kind of kind of the message that you get from others telling you that you're defective, you start to believe for yourself type of thing. And, and that's, so, and, and so it's like anything that doesn't feel quite right. Oh, it's probably just because I, there's something wrong with me type of things. And when you have disabilities, it's like, it just kind of tends to 
go to, okay, it's just me. Um, and of course I grew up in a very strict Christian household. So was not exposed to a lot of things that my peers were. And then from the time that I was in, in, um, eighth grade on, I was homeschooled because of some problems I had been having in the public school system and such. Um, so my life took a number of twists and turns and stuff and not having really the vocabulary to identify what was going on. It's only been a number of years, several years now since I had really started to figure out and put things together and such maybe uh, over the past five, five years, five to 10 years, bits and pieces of things started to all come together and make sense. Um, and so what, what, and of course, for me, one of the things is, you know, once you've got the words for it, it's like you start to, if there's words for it, that means other people experience it. And so then it's like, okay, so then it's a case of just finding the others with the same similar experiences and recognizing they may not all be identical experiences, but how you can work with um, each other and at least build on the shared parts of the experience and still bring diversity to those experiences. Um, and, and I think the performance, I've always enjoyed doing performing and things in the, in the past. I used to do clowning and such years ago. So in some ways it's kind of like, you know, coming back to some of the things that I used to enjoy doing. Um, so, and that, and one of the areas that I've done a lot of outreach to others with that is in the area of, um, domestic violence and such because I'm a survivor of that. So coming back, back around to things that I enjoyed doing uh, after, and that is a important part of the healing process because it was 11 years ago that I left that situation. So now it's like a lot of the things that, you know, I had enjoyed, but had gotten kind of purged out of my system back then. Some of them, you know, grew back naturally over time as I had, uh, you know, earlier on and that after, after I was out of that situation and some things it's more like, okay, it's all coming back in different aspects this time and stuff, because being disabled, I've always had some disabilities, but um, some of those things, you know, have become, had become more profound in my late teens and early twenties. And so with that, there are things like the clowning. I had done that back when I still had some hearing. So it's one of those things that, you know, those different aspects. And I had wondered, you know, with drag, it was like, okay, I've done sacred dance without having hearing and that and using, using tactile sensations and measuring it out and doing it from, you know, seated position and things like that. So maybe I could, could I? And that was like, you know, was not real certain. So my, the first number that I actually performed was this is me and so nice and, and because the character that did it had a beard I made my own beard out of some of the hair that I had trimmed I, 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 I tend to save my hair trims for creative purposes and such and so that was <laughs> so I had one you know my beard was actually made from my own hair and it's and so and I was told, yeah, beard's a itch. So I'm sure that it should be plenty. I'm like, yep, it did. And, you know, my spouse was like, welcome to the world of guys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so 
I, I, so the, but, um, work, helping with helping others who are, who've been through domestic violence situations and, you know, ministry to, to, to the practical needs in that way has been an important part of my life. I have done some, um, religious services in nursing home. Well, not really a nursing home, more of a group home, I would say, um, over in Lancaster years ago while we were living in, in, while I was living in that town there, that was back while I was still with my ex-husband. Um, and that, but, um, it, it was a uh, good experience. And, uh, and since then I've done a lot more, you know, one-on-one type of outreach type of things. Um, though I have done some, have talked with others about starting back up with some study groups that we've done in the past. Um, one of the groups that I had enjoyed being a part of for a while us and there was an, another couple that had been coming and then we'd have some people that would pop in but it wasn't real regular um type of thing um that, that we'd have guests was um a rune study group and, and that and so that that was you know something that you know w- those who were involved were people who were already experienced so i am thinking about restarting it now that i've got a number of people that are not experienced with runes but are interested in runes so that has been an exciting thing happening in that as well. Um, and, and, and so I like to, you know, a lot of people that I work with are people who maybe grew up in religious households, but are still trying to find their way. And that because they don't feel like they fit with what they grew up with. And some of them are just like, I don't know if I fit anywhere. And some may be like, I really need to find where I fit after this. And so one of the things that I ha- can have been able to do is um, I seem to have a natural mediator energy to me. And so it's like a lot of times I'm able to help people to bridge gaps, whether it has to do with sign language, which I had actually at one point been involved with a, um, with a uh, deaf social. And there were people who, um, came from group homes, but they did not have the same language skills to be able to communicate. But I was able to find this one book that I had gotten back when my my brother was younger called uh, Signs for Me. That book is an excellent resource because it has in the back of that book a um, set, an index set that is in a variety of languages. And that particular individual was Spanish and he would, he, and having hearing impairments and such affected him, but there was also some intellectual disabilities, but more importantly, it was just language barriers in general, not having the word that matches with the image type of situation. Um, Just like I had been mentioning earlier with, you know, LGBTQ things, it's like, you know, you can feel it, but until you know what to call it, what is it? And and so for this person, when I was able to take and use that particular book, I was able then, okay, here's the sign. So showing him hermano, brother, in ASL, along with, you know, and taking it from A from with the ASL to the Spanish instead of trying to show him an English word uh, that he that it's like he did not have 
the connection to. And so, you know, and, and whether it be those kind of situations where I'm able to find resources that help people with accessibility or whether it's situations where people come from a religious background that was very strict and they want to find something that resonates with them. Um, and some people it's like, I want something that resonates with them. I don't, I'm not sure I want to give up everything I believed before because there are certain elements, but how do I reconcile this and that? And so helping to show paths that are possible and telling somebody, you know, I can't say which one is right for you, only you and whatever divine you believe in can determine that particular thing. But what I can do is help you to at least be aware of what options you have and be able to, you know, befriend you and be there if you need to talk while you're exploring. Wow, that's, I'm just going to say, Jamie, you totally blew my mind. You're so amazing and incredibly um, talented um, and being able to help people like in domestic violence situations is really special and definitely a special calling, no doubt. Um, and to be able to help people with that spiritual thing, like I'm sure maybe even you struggled with it lacrosse. I don't know. Um, when you come from a really controlling, strict religious household, almost like a cult, there is a Christian cult. There's definitely lots of Christian cults and, um, and they can be really controlling and really bend your brain around in a way that's. I didn't have, I had a, my mom was a little bit into that kind of stuff, uh, but she didn't go deep into that until I went into witchcraft and I was an adult. Mm -hmm. um, and then she went real deep, gave me a Bible and I was like, and you know, she gave me a Bible for Christmas. So I won't, I won't include what I did with that Bible, <laughs> but, but, uh, and then I had to come out to her as a witch. I'm like, I'm a witch and I don't know, you're born again. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, so, uh, but I understand that some people I've watched some TikTok where people are talking about their strict, what they grew up in and how their parents, like they came out to their parents and their parents did some crazy ass shit to them. Um, yeah. All based on their religion. Did you, did you struggle with your belief system lacrosse when you realized you weren't Christian? Oh, big time. It almost to the sense of, when I would do anything, there was so much guilt, you know, guilt and religion runs hand in hand. That's like, you know, they're buddies. Um, and I, I knew like deep down in my heart, I didn't really believe, but it's like, I had to kind of go with the flow because everybody else believed. And since we all want to be accepted, well, okay. I believe too. Um, and then when I finally came to terms with, I just don't buy this stuff. I just don't believe it. And that was a big, like, I think my, 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 my mother to say would have preferred, I would have came out as anything but Jewish. And when I told her I was going to return to Judaism, that we came from a long line of Jews, she was just like, like, like I had just killed her. It was horrible. Like you know, you're going to hell, this and that, and here and there. And I'm like, but what is, wait, wasn't Jesus Jewish? Am I missing something? But 
yeah, but it ended up um, really causing a lot of problems with me because it's like everything I did, I'm like, oh, something bad's going to happen to me because I don't believe in God or something bad's going to happen to my kids because I don't, I'm, you know, because this is how it works. The big guy in the sky with the lightning bolt to shoot me. And it took me a while till I came to the terms I'm atheist and God's irrelevant. And I think that's perfectly valid identity. Yeah. Like, like, and I love your conclusion, Jamie, which is that like, no matter what the person, um, you know, no matter what the person like brings to you, you are like, only you know the answer, only you can define your path. I totally agree. That's exactly what, that's exactly what I communicate in divine androgyny is that only you can define your own path. Only you can tell what's, what vibrates well. And each one of us are unique, right? Like each one of us is so different. So I think what you're doing there, Jamie, is beautiful and amazing. And I love your drag king. I love this. I love the way you look. It kind of reminds me of uh, what's his name that was a pirate, <clears throat> Johnny Depp. Ah, definitely. Well, that was yeah. before. I, I, that's th this is kind of what I would say is my more default drag mode. Um, it this is I, as I have said, and as these guys, as both of you, I'm sure can relate. Sometimes there's times where you feel like your drag persona is more real than the person you wear the rest of the time and that in the sense that you know when you're not fully out to everyone or you're um in a situation where certain certain things are still you know in process and stuff that you know it's not always you know the same the same thing where it's like you know okay uh you know i always look this way now for me my it, it's like as i as time has gone on and COVID, I think, has been also helpful in giving me a little more confidence than I might have had otherwise, because there's a lot of times, let's face it, with COVID, you only see from here up. So you, you've got a lot of experimenting you can do. And yeah. And if I so, with so many people is that um, it is interesting how many transgender individuals and non-binary individuals somewhere along the pathways there have been like okay um nobody's gonna see if i'm wearing makeup what kind of makeup i'm wearing and all those things and so i think it's actually given people a sense of safety to actually start getting to know themselves and make friends with themselves and so it's like it, it was a horrible thing to have to deal with, but at least if some positive things can come from it, I think that's one of the things I see is possibly a positive they'll come out of some of that. And I know, like, you know, as I have been doing drag and as I've been developing, one of the things online, there's a lot of good videos and things on how to do non-binary makeup or more masculine makeup, because a lot of times when you're in the, when you're AFAB, you learn how to do your makeup and, that, and like, you know, if you don't have really perfect complexion, like some of the lucky people that I knew had great complexions and I always envied them. Why? I was blessed with the dots, freckles and this, not a fun combination. And so it's like, I never felt good enough or pretty enough. So, but it's like, you know, 
when you're dealing with blemishes, it's not so even necessarily what other people see. And that, because, uh, uh, you know, when you're a kid, other people are really rude. At least when you start getting to adult, there are, you know, there's still some rude adults, but there's a lot more people that really don't really care what you look like. They'll ignore you or treat you like dirt for many other reasons, just in the way your makeup is. So it's one of the, but it's one of those things, you know, where for me, you know, going without makeup sometimes is okay. Sometimes I, you know, see myself in the mirror and be like black because without the makeup, the, the foundations at least, I felt like my face was not the way I wanted it because of blemishes and such. So it was a saving grace for me to find some, you know, more masculine makeup tips and some non-binary makeup tips. And so that has helped a lot in developing a style that, you know, is what I would call, you know, the, what I would classify as maybe transitional drag, where it starts out, you know, a little more, you know, pageant drag. So you're wanting to look, you know, as close to what I might say, an accurate presentation type of sense at that point of, you know, the, the, the uh, mental, mental thing of, looking good enough to pass is kind of the mentality that I kind of had started out in a lot of times with that kind of thing. And so it's like, but it's like, you know, over time it's kind of more like, okay, what works for me and what, you know, what makes me feel good. And some days my makeup is more feminine and and some days more masculine and some days it's not on at all. And (laughs) being able to kind of feel like that's okay because a lot for a while there, it was like, you know, I felt like I, I started to feel like I was at the point of having, you know, only doing the masculine style somewhat because I was at the point of muscle memory. So doing, okay, the dark light is, which is opposite of way, you know, you tend to do it for the, uh, you know, more feminine look. So it's like, there've been times where, I've, oh crap, I did. Oh, well, that's the way it's going to be today, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, starting to, you know, see what works for you and what, you know, resonates and makes you happy kind of thing um has really helped a lot yeah you have uh here we have facebook i don't know who this person is facebook user you have to enable Streamyard on your facebook um (laughs) but truth when i started wearing my beard in life my preschoolers were so accepting they would ask me why i had it and i would tell them that's just how my body is and they would accept that i think kids are so cute in that way Oh you yeah. Know who that is? <laughs> yeah. Um and uh Sandy, um I'm right there with you Sandy. I never judge people on their looks. I go by um them just being a decent person, period. I totally agree. And I think that's what happens in maturity. Like um uh as we mature, it's um there's something that happens to us that we don't we don't we don't judge on looks anymore. Um, thank goodness that we grow out of that because that would really uh, get us in some big trouble actually um so in in my opinion and i i can't stand i actually I, you know i've done drag and i use my hair too by the way jamie um and i actually can't stand makeup i can't stand the way it feels i don't like putting it on uh um, and it, um, I don't know why I don't, I've never liked it. 
even when I was young and they told me I had to be a girl, so I had to wear makeup, you know, I was like, eh? And when they said I had to wear makeup as a drag king, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I, I was I was actually disappointed because they're just like, well, you, you know, you have to do it for contouring and this and that. And sadly, I cheated. I never contoured. I'm just like, no, no, no. Unless it's an actual like character, you know, that I'm doing, I, I, I don't contour. And I was actually very fortunate. I really didn't need to. So I was like, okay, this is good. Um, but when you think about it, it's a mask. That's what drag is. It's a mask. It's a mask we wear that uh, we wouldn't wear on a day to day and you can get away with it. And actually, you know, people think you're putting on this mask because you're trying to hide who you are. And that's not always the case. Sometimes you're wearing the mask because that is who you are. Mm -hmm. And you can actually be more free mm -hmm. to be yourself mm -hmm. with that makeup on. Yeah. And a lot of times when, when that happens, it's like, it doesn't mean that you'll it's, there starts to be a point where you start to merge the um, path down a bit more. And that as, as, and that a lot of times if it's if it's a person who is, you know, non-binary or transgender in, in some aspect of that spectrum, then a lot of times that that after a point, it's like the drag persona starts to give you enough confidence to, you know, progress and, and such. I I was fortunate because as far as the schooling, when, when I had gotten to the point of going to school. I, I actually went to a, one of the most liberal of the Christian colleges. And what they taught me there was to learn to question everything. So I did. And that's where it's gotten me. Now. But you know what? It's like when it comes to, you know, the, the wearings of masks and things like that in, you know, drag and things like that. It's something that, you know, it's still one of those things where, we, you know, you know that, that there are some people that, I, I'm at the point that, you know, I live my life on my terms and I'm not coming out to them specifically because my take on it is if I come out as anything to them specifically, what is the point of that? If I know that they definitely will not accept it and, they, and it has been made clear that in, in other in other situations that that would not be something that they'd ever accept so it at some points it's like okay i know what this person's stance is rather than giving them a platform to blah 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 at me i'm just going to live my life because i usually just get distance from those people I just don't go around them. Yeah. And that's what, what did I you say, Lacrosse? You do this. Poof. Vanished out of my kingdom. Poof. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, poof. <laughs> uh, art has been one of the things that has helped to heal me over the years in a lot of ways, in fact. Um, because it's like, um, I find, you know, some of my art is more, you know, exacting but a lot of my art tends to be on the abstract spectrums um and it's like oftentimes images um 
will begin to appear in my works, whether I've, you know, known that they were there or not, is a whole nother matter. Because like a lot of my paintings, it's like energy work comes through them. And one of the most interesting things is where, where I'm at in uh, Mechanicsburg here, there is a um, place right down the street, Metropolis. Before we actually moved to this area, I actually had done a um, done done painting there when they had their of carnivals and kings uh, event, and I was painting by foot there. What right next door to right next to where they had the um, card reader set up? Yeah, that was real interesting. <laughs> the energy was just like there, there was one painting that it it really kind of nearly knocked me over type of thing because it was like, it kind of freaked me out because I had suddenly had this image of somebody drowning. It hit me, hit me. And I have, you know, had no, you know, real relation to it, but being right next to where you had about 20 people lined up to see the uh, reader, it's like, okay, great. You know, I'm working on these paintings and that and, the energy is flowing around the room and it just hit me. Okay. Everything. But I was trying, you know, for some reason, it's like part of me did not want to paint this um, particular thing with water and stuff. Cause I've been painting something with water and that's what, and then this image it, at one point, just before this image hit, I had just put in some more, but, and then all of a sudden there was some, some, this image. And so I ended up turning the painting. I'm, I'm trying to remember if I turned the painting then. No, I didn't turn the painting then. I just started painting on a different angle with my foot. And ended up turning back when I finished with it. I looked, on, looked at it from the opposite angle and nearly freaked out because the man that I had seen in the, that was drowning, I could see the image of him in the inverse, uh, in the inverted thing of that particular canvas and so yeah i was really kind of weirded out by that one because it was a little too much energy at one time so well i'm looking at i'm i'm looking at some of your art here and i want to show like the fact that you do art with your feet i think is first of all profoundly inspiring because that says even if one thing doesn't work out well for you try it a different way there's always a way and I feel like that's kind of your message in doing this. Um, well, I, I work with whatever's working that day. So I've painted with hand, painted with foot, painted with mouth. And then I decided, and then there was the time that I decided to really get creative and um, prove the, the uh, fallacy of a um, commercial video. And that was uh, the, um, when Willow Smith did, I whipped my hair and she had her hair in the, um, braids or ponytails and she's whipping her hair around and it's all the paint's only going where it's intended to go I'm like that's so not what would happen so I put my hair in all kinds of braids and I started doing dip and those things I probably did a little more than I should have because I was suffering a few days after that one but the painting that I had done had ended up where it was like I it, and I had the paint all over me and everything. I did it in the in the in the shower because I knew that was the only place to reasonably do something like that. Because I knew right. it was gonna be everywhere. Um, 
So, but that it got to the point where it was like with the way it was sent, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have some fun with this. Like, it's, obviously, it's not it, this part even just proves that you know, can't that knee. But now that I've got paint all over me, I'm going to paint with everything except my hands, type of thing. Basically, the only thing the hands were allowed to do was hold the canvas. So I had paint on my had gotten on my nose, on you know, my forehead, you know. So I just, you know, allowing the canvas to touch, you know, throughout and get, you know, different prints and things. And I call it She Rides because on the one angle, it looks like a woman on a motorcycle. But it's a four angle painting, which many of my paintings are. So technically you can hang it from any of the four directions and it will show you something different. So my paintings that, that are like that are never boring because if you get tired of an angle, flip it. Flip it around. That's fabulous. I want to show off some of your art here. I got I, I downloaded the images you gave me. Um, this one here. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, there was one that was like, I was kind of like, that one's interesting. And um, you can see lots of, it's exactly what you said. You can flip it around and see something different. And this one, I was really inspired by. I like shapes and compart, you know, I have a Virgo, I'm a Virgo. So I tend to like <laughs> little compartmental and it kind of reminded me of the moon. Um, and so I really like this one. If you flip that one the opposite way, you'll see a sarcophagus. Oh, wow. <laughs> and this one. Now those first two were based on, um, we're actually sigil arts. These that, two, okay. the, those first two were sig are are forms of sigil arts. There were sigils in the in those with the, with the letterings that gotten put the uh, intentions into. That third one is based on a book by a of mine. Um, um, the book is by Phil Farber. It's called The Great Purple Hoo Ha. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a, Let me it's take a this two down. part book. Um two two books of it thing up. And it is great. It takes um he, he also had written a book called Brain Magic. And it basically discusses discuss the the ma the magical principles and its connection to the brain as well. And how like some of these things like um you know um how our attention can help to how attention is one of the things that focuses things magically at times and such and uh also how you know you can use the um neuro-linguistic programming type of techniques that are taught you know in brain magic basically to and that are basically the same things that are woven into the um so it's a fun way of learning exercises that could actually help you to, um, you know, replace habits that you're that you're struggling with or different things like that. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's a really interesting uh, piece. And it the after I just as I finished reading that one, the night I finished re re reading it for I think it was like the second or third time, um, I hit. Uh, that night it was like I had that dream and so I had uh, done that with um, oil pastels you're on mute 
I really appreciate, I really appreciate that. It's really amazing. Like, um, I appreciate all of your art here. Um, I appreciate that book. Uh, I never heard of it before. That's pretty cool. Now you said this one and this one, you had sigils with intention yeah. in them. Yeah. I do honestly do not remember what this one, what this, that second one was for. <clears throat> the first one I call brewing up success. Um, that this was one. to become a successful, that it, was, that it was my will to become a successful artist. Wow. Okay. And, and so you sort of use those symbols to bring out that, um, that intention in your art, yeah. which is magical art, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then there's this one. Is that this is that one there is a slightly different exercise that I've done. Um, I've enjoyed doing a number of um, things of, of um, art pieces, working with runes and doing bind runes with them. So like I would, I, I've done several of these where I'll take and I'll start with um, drawing a rune and they can be on different angles and such, because what I'm doing is using the various runes to build pictures. So like this one has lagus down at the bottom with Burkhan and sitting on top of it. You have Pertho who forms the um, base of a person with Wanyo forming the head. And so it's like, you know, each aspect of um, each of these various aspects get combined differently anytime you're doing those. But it's one of those things where it's kind of a wonderfully fun way to kind of connect with different runes at different times and just see how they interconnect in a visual se sensation and that and so so like I, I believe when I did that we were at the point where we were still you know hoping to find a better home and that or, or to find a home I believe because I, I believe that may have been during the time that we were displaced and so I had done the you know had, had definitely had some of the energy work with the house kind of building together with a number of the runes that were you know related in that so that's fabulous i really love that that you use the runes that's pretty cool yeah and here's another one. Oh, this, this one was a real fun one to do because instead of doing that one with english letters in the sigil I actually used the Elder Futhark and that. So each le each of the letters that would have been done in English instead were done in, in the runic uh, equivalents. And I, I call this one actually the Ganesha barn because the one part looks like a barn and the other part looks kind of like an elephant connected to it, uh, connecting the front part of it. So and it's like, it's one that kind of represents... The, the concepts that we were dealing with at the time we were a lot of obstacles in our lives and uh you know lack in various areas and so when it came out like that when i saw that after you know i finished it i was like you know that's a ganesha barn it's a uh, a barn to store the resources with ganesha to um move out some obstacles so it's wow like, you know, that's I never That's know. That's really awesome. I never know what my paintings will decide they want to be. 
but I, 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 and I used to get annoyed when I would, you know, plan a painting to go one way and then all of a sudden it would go some sideways and that, and I'd see it, it screwed up. Then I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll let it decide what it wants to be. And then I, that's when my, my paintings got real interesting. <laughs> wow. That's really awesome. I really, uh, and I really appreciate your, um, you're sharing your art with us, you know, and your intention and the magic in it and all that, because that's really magical art. It's really well done. Thank you. Yeah. How this about this one, one here? This one here, I do not remember the um, actual intention behind that one. And see, that's one of those things where with, with those kind of things, you don't necessarily want the sigil to remain in the front of your mind. Those are things that are kind of working. It's kind of like if you take and you do something on the computer and it's a thing that it can process a whole bunch of codes while you're doing something else. So what do you do? You put it so it's running in the background. So think, think of sigil art, which is a type of wishing art in the same vein where, you know, you're setting it off. It set, set, you're pretty much la launching it out into the universe and then kind of just, you know, letting it do its work. And when you're letting it do its own, do its work, you're not necessarily keeping it in the forefront of your mind. You, you can move on to other things. So generally you actually, the, oftentimes when you forget about what they are, and there are some people who will not do single sigils, they will kind of do a batch of things at a time so they can launch them all at once. So then it's kind of easier to forget um, and, and that, so that it can just be working and you're not focusing on it. Cause then if you're focusing on it on a regular basis in the front of your mind, then it's defeating its purpose and, and your, your, um, interpretations of how this is going to happen, start to get, can, can warp things to where it doesn't go the way it should. So it's kind of one of those things of just allowing it to do its do its work and kind of sit there and then you you can every once in a while you know look at it and acknowledge it give it the focus without necessarily remembering exactly what it's for if you are you know are wise when you're making these um proclamations or uh declarations of of intent um you don't want something to be written in the negative because your mind will will attach to that negative thing so I want to be a non-smoker or I want to stop smoking, your mind is going to actually have attached to the smoking rather than the non or the stop part. So, you know, I want to, I want to um, establish healthy habits that encourage my, encourage full and healthy breaths might be a way to say the same thing in an affirmative and positive way. Um, so, thinking about your intention statements on that level, knowing that these things often come out quite, take things quite literal. And, that, and so if you've ever had those times where the universe takes you a little too literally, and you're like, that's not exactly what I meant. It's like, but that's what you said. <laughs> and that's, so it's like, think about, you know, your intention as something that is targeted and that, that it, you know, you don't that that will be taken as literally or figuratively as the universe decides and you know so you want to be sure you're focusing in as clearly and and concisely as possible 
Yeah, for sure. That goes for any kind of magic you're doing. Uh, when you set your intention, you want to be careful about it. Yeah. Um, not to put it in the negative sense. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jamie. I agree. Um, the last image that I haven't shown yet is this one, which <laughs> felt very like um, shadowy. That one was painted by foot. There had been an image that I had painted on that on that panel before, and it just didn't work. And so I painted over it. I had no idea what I was going to paint at the time. It was one of those things where, you know, when you when you have something you normally like to do, but you're just suddenly finding it to be such an effort to do. Well, that was the point I was at with my painting and things. So I'd taken a break from it. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I, I knew that I needed to um, reclimate the cat, the, that particular piece of wood um, panel so that I could redo what I redo it the way I wanted to because it was just bugging me what was there. So it was, you know, a bright blue and I forget the rest of it. It just, you know, was not, just didn't resonate whatsoever and looked very amateur to me. Um, and it had been something I had painted by hand. I know that because um, that was like, that was around 2013. So it was like right around the time that my carpal tunnel had been acting up worse and I was afraid that I would have to stop um, painting altogether. So it's like, you know, I switched to left hand, but that one also has carpal tunnel. So, so sometimes, sometimes in that, and it's one of those things where some days I can't paint by foot either because my legs may be in too much pain or spasmy, but at, sometimes I can, it's it kind of, the one thing is I'm, I can't stand because my, my legs will give out without warning. And I, and that's, they're not real good for much of the things that, you know, like that but bending over is something that's very dangerous for me because that's when I oftentimes will have falls so I learned along the way to kind of grab onto the armrest so that I'm anchored to something and then use my foot to try and hand my hand something and so when you're handing your hand something you start to get a little bit more dexterity in your toes than what somebody else might have so the overall coordination of my feet sucks, but um, at times I can at least pick things up with them, which meant then I could do some painting where I could just, you know, use it in the, um, the application where it's just like, I can do direct application. I've sometimes used shoes. I've sometimes used paint brushes. Um, and sometimes I'll use sponges or cloths. I like to use a variety of, um, methods so that it gives a um, better um, flexibility for options and such and so so yeah it, that that one that one we still have because Chris was like I really want that one and so I gave that one to my spouse Chris um, but that one was painted I, I, t I tend to I can't appreciate music in the same way that hearings can in the sense of you know, listening to it and just kind of being random with it. For me, music is vibrations and energies and, and words. I do look at lyrics and stuff like that. But for me, the rhythms and such play a key role. So I will take a tablet or a, or a phone and place, place it in contact with me so I can feel. And that one, like I said, I had been at a, a point where I was a bit stymied 
but I felt like I really needed to do something artistic and I needed to do something with that particular piece. And I, I oftentimes have found like certain songs has different songs have different energies to them. And I think everybody has experienced, you know, this song that, Oh, that just brought you down because that, you know, reminds you of eighth grade girlfriend breakup or boyfriend breakup or, you know, test you failed or whatever it is but you've also had those times where oh that just really lifted me up i love that song that's such a wonderful song you know so the energies of songs can have powerful play and there are certain songs that really come to the spiritual energies and chris had um among their um playlist the rhythm of the heat by, by peter gabriel so that was pretty much on a continuous loop on the uh, the cell phone in my pocket. Now, when I did that one, I had actually done it more ceremonially than oftentimes because I had really been struggling, and I found sometimes, sometimes just painting, you just you know you get an idea and you want to, you just got to go with it. But there are other times where it's more of you know, especially when you're struggling with something, there are times where it's like you need to just you know develop the ritual or there's a specific ritual you need to do to kind of break through that uh barrier um and that and so i actually and, and i had had previous experience a couple of years prior to that where i had really found that um some of the women's rituals can be very helpful when you're dealing with having you know a, a creative block and so at, the, at those times it was more a case of sitting guy clad and i had actually placed a um wicker um basket you know the kind you know, the wicker plate holding baskets one in each of the four corners with something to represent each of those elements while i sat in the center of it painting and i had some wonderful things come out that were probably the best i had ever done it up to that point so when dealing when, when encountering this particular um, create, creative block and that I had already decided to set um, the four quarter elements and and that and um, that surround me. Of course, I put myself in the circle and the lighting ones of candle being definitely distant enough that I don't have to worry about knocking it over. <laughs> um, and that so, but. Um, I had basically done that within a circle and just that, that one was one of the ones that just, I think, I think that one was one of the ones that just really, it just knew what it wanted to be as it was happening. And one of the things that I found is because there are times where my feet will shake because of the CP and when they do, um, and that it's like, if I'm painting, oftentimes you end up with, you know, a little bit of tremorings in the paintings. But a lot of times, it's one thing that has led to a lot of times I do a lot more landscaping than I necessarily would like to. But, you know, and it, but, um, you know, there are times where other things and, and some people-esque images will also appear in the trees oftentimes. So it's one of those things that I have found um, when trying to... Uh, apply things like that is you know just allow it to choose what wants to be where um 
using my various uh, types of paints, various types of, um, you know, applications and such, and just let it develop itself. And, 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 that, and the music just really lent itself well to that um, kind of the gathering and going up the mountain type of feel that and that and the one part where it almost looks like a uh, deity face coming kind of looking out towards the people and stuff so this one here this one yeah yeah wow well i i i'm loving what you're bringing us jamie we have to take a little break um and i think hopefully when we come back maybe someone will offer us a dream so lacrosse can interpret it for you if not i'm sure he'll give us a tip about dreams or something sure um and hopefully hopefully someone will have a dream and um and also jamie we get to talk some more uh, talk a little bit more with you and if you um want to show us your painting um with your feet i think that would be i think that's fabulous like i just i'm like man that's rock and awesome okay so uh let's take a little break when we come back we can watch uh see a little bit of jamie's painting and hopefully get a dream interpretation with lacrosse anyway take a little break we'll be right back support rainbow soul check out the rainbow soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt a variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer gender variant, intersex, transgender, is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Divine Androgen, a sacred path for gender-variant people. A book dedicated to every drag performer, transgender person, and other gender-variant people that have passed to the other side, that have suffered the wrath of our binary world. Thank you for living your truth and treading us a path. We are sorry that in many cases that cost you your life. Now, we ask for your assistance in helping humans evolve so that we may all live in peace and equality. We honor your life by walking our own personal path of authenticity. In honor of Trans Awareness Week and Transgender Day of Remembrance, I, Hollis Taylor, put my book, Divine Androgyny, on sale that's right you can check it out it's on sale for the week of november 
13th through the 20th on Amazon. You can get it for half the price. You can get it in print. You can order it on ebook. Get this amazing book all about living as a non-binary person, a gender variant person in a binary world. How to navigate it, how to harvest your true self when you're surrounded by binary. It's a guidebook for people searching for their true selves. The book is intended for people that are gender variant and can be helpful for people searching for a more authentic self or clearing trauma. This book is about treading your own path. It includes my story in the beginning, all about how I figured out how I express gender and now how it comes out for me, how I discovered it, and how I dealt in the world as a response to that. And it also details out the ways that I unfolded myself in a way that helped me live in a binary world, even though I was non-binary. There are steps in here to help you define your own path. Hollis uses the word divine androgen. It's like a label to define someone that defines their own authentic path, regardless of their gender expression, in a way to say that it is sacred to be non-binary, to be transgender, to be queer. It is sacred. Not religious. No, no. We're talking about more of a spiritual, conscious awareness of ourselves and our path on authenticity. This book is about defining your path of authenticity, as authentic and unique as that is for you. Get your book on sale at Amazon from November 13th to November 20th. You can also order the book at divineandrogen.com. There's only five more prints until the next, the second edition is released in 2022. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences. So let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer. And let us become a master of none. We're Welcome back. back. 
Welcome back. I see we um, got two. <laughs> yeah, you got two dreams this time. And I think this is Orion Angel. It's still yes. a Facebook user. Orion, you probably have to like close your browser browser and maybe like reload it or something silly like that. Yeah. But um I think it's you, Orion Angel. Can just yeah. anyone offer up a dream? If so, I constantly have reoccurring dreams that the people I love are dead, missing, or nobody knows them like they never existed. And an example of that is I'm walking down the aisle and someone other than my husband is at the end. Once it was Donald Trump, but that's a different story. Oh, my. <laughs> Nightmares. I asked my dad where Brandon is, and he says, who? And I try to turn and run, but I'm stuck walking forward. Oh, that's a pretty intense dream. Uh I want to first reiterate, I've said it on prior shows, dreams, rarely are they prophetic. I'm not going to say they, they never are, but rarely. Most of the time it is your subconscious. And I've always interpreted as you are everyone in your dream. Um, now, when I see this, that the people you love are dead or missing or they never existed, um, this could feel like i don't know how to put this you yourself feel as if people don't see you or that that you don't you don't think you exist um and walking down the aisle and other than your husband is at the end so when you're coming down the aisle and you're going to go see somebody at the end the person you're supposed to be seeing is yourself and then you end up seeing all these different people who could represent different things in your life. Um, and then when you ask, like, for example, you said you asked your dad where Brandon is and he said, who? And it kind of, okay, you know who, who that is. You know who you are, but you don't feel like other people see who you are. That's what I'm getting from this. And then you try and turn and run, but you can't really run from yourself. So, you know, in other words, you can't find um, for people to see that you exist. You you exist, period. You exist. You don't need any validation. You don't need someone else to say you exist. You do exist. So um, to me, I think you need to to come to terms with that. That you you exist, you are a human being, you have feelings, you, you're valid, and all your emotions are valid, and everything about you is valid. So that's what I get from that. So maybe that vibed, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Man, well, um, I'm sure they'll say something in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Sandy said... I had a dream that I was at my sister's house and I was looking at a bunch of empty boxes looking for my jewelry. And I had some, I knew I had some, but all the boxes were empty. I couldn't find my jewelry anywhere. That's it's so funny. Cause I, I, I saw that one and um, jewelry is treasures. It's your treasures. It's think about your jewelry. I mean, diamonds, gold, like these are valuable to us. And, you're looking for it. So so you're looking in these empty boxes. There's like this void. 
and you're looking for your treasures, but these treasures actually represent your spiritual treasures, if that makes any sense, or just your existence. It's it's so funny because these kind of both these dreams are kind of coinciding. You know, uh, you're feeling a void, and you feel like you lost something valuable. I mean, only you can determine what you feel you lost that's valuable. Um, it could be spirituality. It could be a friend. It could be it could be anything. It could be any type of loss, but you feel like you've lost something. So, um, and you're looking at empty up empty boxes. So, you got to kind of figure out what you lost. Um, I think this is a Ryan Angel said. <laughs> Here comes the waterworks. Uh, so I think it, I think it vibed with them for yeah. sure. Um, I know that's not being seen as like. Ugh. It's like the story of a trans person not right. being seen. Right. I, I think we all struggle with it. So just know that you're not alone. Yeah. Um, a lot of us struggle with that in so many ways. And they said, I do feel like in every aspect of my life, I'm constantly fighting to prove that I belong, that I deserve to be here and deserve to live. And one of the reasons that trans that gender variant people feel that way and trans people and, and non-binary people and all of that is because our language doesn't give space for other gender expressions. And right now we're still physically correcting intersex people. So we're not even aware, like it, there's tons of intersex people in the world, people that are born with uh, both parts in some way. And, um, and, and it comes in a lot of different ways. And I'm just saying that we don't need, we, for, we pretend those people don't exist. And we definitely try to remove out of our language. We've had a hard time getting people to use they, um, as if we're asking them, you know, and we're just asking them to see us. Right. that we're outside of the binary and a transgender person has to fight for their pronouns. And that's part of the reason why we feel as if being trans or non-binary, we feel not seen. That's, that's one of the biggest, I think language is so much, you know, like, like even like Jamie was saying, yeah. you, you have to, you have to be careful what you say. And um, what other people say to you does matter. So if you're a person out there, you're an ally, it does matter what, what pronoun you use. It yeah. totally matters. Um, it's such a big deal. And it's a huge deal what you say about yourself yeah. um, and what you say out loud. I love what you said, LaCrosse. I think your dream interpretation was right on, spot on. And it looks like it's it's spot on for them too, you mm. know? Um and I, I totally, I totally am there in that yeah. feeling of not being seen. I get it. Um, and I think also people that are seen as, uh, even if you're not a woman, if you're seen as a woman, um, then you have like this other issue of that's the problem with women that women suffer with all the time that um, makes us feel uh, makes people makes women feel as if they have nothing to offer the world. Right. And this is part of the female oppression of the world, right? Where we say it's still not right. 
that's what we're talking about. Just like people of color also suffer in a different way. People assume all kinds of craziness just because of the color of their skin. Um, so it's unfortunate that people are that we're not equal, that we're not on an equal playing ground. But um, Orion, I just want you to know that you are not alone. You are in the right place. You are, we see you, we hear you, and you belong here. And we're glad you're here. Welcome. I, I, I do want to make a point. Like, even though these these dreams may seem like they're so dark, it is you processing. And it is, you know, dreams are very healing, especially once you figure out what the dream is. It's you processing and healing. And you can take that dream and you could say, hmm, well, this is what I'm feeling and this hurts and this is how do I begin to heal? And what measures can I take now in my waking life to heal? So it's they're not always bad. Like they seem like they're bad, but they're not bad. It's just your brain processing and it needs to heal. So now that you know if it vibed with you, now you just figure out what can I do to heal from this? So, and I think we talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, we have a, a whole uh, show from last week that we talk about how to be trans in a world full of binary people. Um, so, Orion, I just encourage you to watch that. And also, you're doing it. You're this is part of healing coming and being part of this show, showing up and uh, making sure that you are surrounded by people that see you, that we know you exist. We respect you for who you are and we see exactly what you present to us. Okay. So I just want to say that, that that's frankly the first step in healing, right? Lacrosse. Yeah. Cause you just absolutely poof. If they poof. don't show up <laughs> out of my kingdom, Sandy said <laughs> earlier, <laughs> yes. Sandy said earlier <laughs> that she, that she found herself poofing people. Yep, that's that's it. It's that simple. And you are banished. <laughs> so if if a person doesn't see your pronouns or doesn't see you the way that you need them to see you, lacrosse says you just poof. Just... <laughs> okay, so now you know the trick, the ultimate trick. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is, I think it's fantastic. That's what I do. That's what I do too. I totally do that. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys, I, I'm really excited about Jamie. I really have enjoyed um, hearing about Amy, Jamie's um, art and their expression and how they weave their magic into it. And so I'm hoping to bring Jamie back out and uh, Jamie, welcome back. Welcome back. And I think we're going to, we're excited to see just to, just to get a, um, a perspective of what it's like to paint with your feet. Like, I think that might be even hard for some people to imagine. Yeah. And especially because of the fact that my legs don't always work quite right. It's always a little bit more interesting because I never know when my legs are going to decide to cramp up. And so that can make it a little interesting at times. But I've seen some really interesting uh, artwork come out of that, too. Um, now, like I say, the, the sigil art, if we wanted to do one of those, that, like I say, is a type of wishing art. 
And so what I do in those cases, I oftentimes, rather than using paint, I oftentimes will use the uh, colored pencils and markers as well with those. And since I'm working in the bedroom here tonight, I'll I'm going to probably use the colored pencils and the markers as well. Acrylic in, in the, on the bed doesn't exactly work too well. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm actually going to lower down the um, location of my canvas too, because I've got it. I've got it set for a little bit higher. But probably I probably used was in the wheelchair itself painting the last time I had used it. So because sometimes I'm on the floor or the bed at the same height as the canvas, and sometimes I'm in the chair and the canvas is in front of me. So there are very various techniques. Um, I like to encourage people who um, have disabilities to think about options that they can use. I have a device that I had created that helps me with writing at times when my hand is acting up. I can't seem to find it now, though I had had it earlier today. Um, it's called a Tuesday point. And basically it is a piece of neoprene that has um, Velcro on it that loops around. And there's a, the, um, the hook part of the Velcro has a bit of a loop to it so that you can fit a pencil, a pen, or even a utensil in it. Um, it can be used, if, if you can point at something, you can use it. You can use it to, like I said, to write. You can use it to feed yourself. Um, you can use it to brush teeth. So it, it's, that's been something that I've used over the years. I actually need to go ahead and get the preliminary patent on it because I, I, have, I, I have started reusing it once I found them again. Um, I had actually, it's actually been about 10 or 11 years now since I had, had come up with it. So, um, yeah, but, you uh, need to get that out there for other people that struggle with this kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I'm hoping that the month of December, once I get done, I'm also a law school student. So, um, right now place pretty full until, uh, the 8th of December when we finally have our school break. Um, so I'm hoping to do some writing and, um, some art over the uh, break, um, including doing more of the illustrations for my Drew the Dragon Dragon book book that I was writing. I've got the trans the, the manuscript part done, but I'm having to work to rework a couple of the pictures because I didn't like how they turned out. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> wow, you are Actually, a very busy person. I have actually done a performance of it, which is posted on YouTube. I'll probably be posting it on my um, on my uh, WordPress, Jimmy Angel dot WordPress. I believe it's dot com. If I'm not wrong, um, it, I'll be putting it up there, and probably on my Jamie Angel Arts um, is is what my Facebook page is under. Um, I'll probably be posting a link to it there as well. Um, so. Yeah, and I actually I actually uh, dressed up as Drew the Dragon Dragon for um, Halloween Halloween at school this year. And then normally when I do the performance thereof, I have I have I have my face painted because kind of like because Drew the Dragon Dragon is a non-binary dragon who is um, who basically has some, has some some differences in that that they have to adapt to, but they and they also um, like to do drag. So it's 
you know, that's why they're a dragon dragon because, well, they have a little bit of a thing with their left leg and they also like to do drag. So it's a double meaning there and kind of addresses, you know, how, you know, this young dragon really enjoys doing it, doing the performances. But when people start getting, you know, too personal asking, you know, are you really a boy or are you a girl? And it's like, you know, Drew tells them, you know, I'm not a boy and I'm not a girl. Um, I'm just me and that's all I have to be. Uh, why does society need to sort us into uh, circles and pegs based just upon what's between our legs? And, uh, you know, basically don't act like I've got something to hide when I'm just being true to what's inside. And, uh, and, that. and so, you know, I think it's a message that, you know, a lot of young people need and a lot of, of the adults who don't necessarily know what how to handle some of this it's like okay um respect their privacy you can wonder all you want but keep it to yourself because it's really not your business to begin with unless we're going to bed together right <laughs> some are born as both some are born as neither but that's really not your business right. either so yeah um so th so i'm excited about those things and yeah um hoping to do a bit more of the sigil arts um the um i'm trying to think if there's anything specific that we might want to do one for tonight um if somebody has a uh intention or idea that they uh would like uh, like us to do kind of something that would pertain to all of us or pertain to you know that, that each of us can choose choose some something if somebody wants to do do their own along with too that's fine um but yeah i'd like to do something that would be you know uplifting to everybody well immediately i say um you know um ryan's asking what an intention is um we talked about it a little bit earlier which is an intention is like where we say um i'm hoping to you know manifest healthier habits um, you don't want to say, um, I want to stop smoking because you'll tend to focus on the smoking and not the stop part. So instead, when you set your intention, you want to try to keep it in the positive. Um, so that would be, so another way of saying, I want to quit smoking would be, um, would be, uh, like to say, I hope to manifest healthy habits, right? Okay. Um, and uh, it's okay. It's okay, Ryan. Don't don't worry about it. It's okay. We don't mind repeating it. And um, I think um, a great intention that everyone could probably get on base is that, you know, um, I don't know if you guys have explored it, but like the rainbow flag, the non-binary flag, the transgender flag, um, all of them have meaning uh meaning that the colors stand for something like the transgender flag is pink and blue yeah but there's also a white line and who does that who does that represent that represents everybody else so if you're not a trans man or a trans woman if you're in between then that's exactly what this is that's exactly what the white line is for it's to include all gender expressions even the people that are transitioning or questioning um and so one of the things that i thought was really cool that i've seen um that i think is really cool is if you can integrate the colors um and i think rainbow 
is fantastic because rainbow includes all of us. And if we can see it that way, you probably a moment. Um, my tablet is just about down to 10%. So I'm going to need to switch over to um, the laptop to have the view on. Um, so they'll take me a moment. Okay. I think you can come in more than once on that link, Jamie, mm -hmm. if you need to. You could come in more than once on that same link. I see. Yeah, so, um, you know, having artwork that represents uh, everyone, I think, is really fabulous. Where, like, I thought it was really fascinating to look at all the different flags and what they mean and what the colors mean. Um, I don't know if you're trans week of awareness, uh, if anyone else has come across that. But why do we have this, you know, like the non-binary flag, uh, which is more like um, purple and black and right. white, you know? Uh, so I just thought all of that stuff was really fascinating, like just to explore that. And there's an andro flag. No, I didn't know that. There's an andro androgen flag. That represents androgynous people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's very cool. It's at the end. It's at the end of that uh, video I put together for the book for my book. Uh, and so we're just. I'm just. Um, I'm just distracting while Jamie gets their <laughs> their tablet together. Um, you know, but yeah, it was an andro. It's an andro androgen flag. And so for me, I was like, wow. And it has green. And some more like um, I, th I think it also has like a like a burgundy color hmm. and a blue color. So it wasn't like um, you know pink and blue, you know, like the trans flag. But um, and I thought it was interesting that the stripes went the other way. So they're they're this way instead right. of um, instead of instead of stripes. This oh. Way. oh, so they're more vertical? <laughs> yeah, they're three, oh, okay. three, three vertical stripes. And I was like, wow, okay, well, that's a totally different um, flag because there's um, some really great imagery out there that represents everybody. And, of course, there's the, um, the, the newest modern pride flag with people of color that represents mm -hmm. people of color. And now we've added the intersex symbol, which I totally love. I'm like, yeah. yes, yeah, because intersex people are so on our side. They so their stories are profound. I've been moved by their stories over and over again. Um, just that they, you know, they they start to have they start to think they're trans or that they're gender variant or something, right. and then they find out that they're intersex. Um, which um, has its own set of scars in a variety of ways. Yeah. Um, so I haven't had that experience, so I won't talk about it too much, but I've read people's experiences. You should definitely look into it if you um, are a, are a um, gender variant person of any kind. You should definitely, you know, experience, just read about the stories of intersex people because they'll help you they'll help you, you know, understand that you're actually more normal than you thought you were. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 
Okay, so um, I so Orion's saying, so I wanted to create an intention to heal from my rejection sensitive dysphoria. So thinking about that, okay. So that sounds like um, with dysphoria and rejection um, being being sort of part of that, um, that you actually want to express yourself confidently and authentically. So right. you still want to represent yourself exactly how you are, but you also want to do it in a confident manner. Yeah. So instead of saying you want to heal this dysphoria or this rejection, the, the fear of rejection and all of that kind of, that's what it sounds like is happening for you. Um, instead, you want to represent yourself as confident and authentic. Yeah. And I will tell you that once you come to terms with your authenticity, mm -hmm. and I think lacrosse, you would probably vibe with this. Once yeah. you come to terms with it yourself, personally, inside your heart and soul, and you truly accept yourself, it's easier to walk in the world confidently. Oh, yeah. Especially when you decide no one else has any right to tell you anything wrong about your authenticity, about your authentic expression, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I think go ahead, though, Jimmy. The one thing with intention statements is you are not necessarily limited to time and in time and space. So if there's a future you want to see, you can speak it in the now. And mm -hmm. like for example, I am well received and appreciated, for example, mm -hmm. might be something that we you'd want to put out there as a way of, you know opening up yourself to the acceptance that is out there because sometimes it's a matter of our own um, self self doubts um, don't allow us to believe that there's any possibility of such a future. But when you start to put that into a sigil or something, it works on a subconscious level and starts, you know, Hey, you know, I like that about myself or, or, or something, or, you know, whether it's looking in the mirror and, you know, this beard that I've had for about two, three years now, uh, that used to bother the daylights out of me because people always were, you, you know, certain people well-meaning were like, um, you might want to tweeze or what have you, you know what? I like it now and I'm happy with it and it's, it works for me. And, and, that, and I don't have to be something that somebody else said. So, you know, you st you, some of it is not necessarily changing circumstances, but changing yourself and how you react to them. Um, so a lot of so, so there is the philosophy that magic works on the person who's working it, um, and that so you know putting something positive that's you know the present tense that you want for your want to be living in and experiencing, and that accepting it as achieved i know there's a, a interesting thing i would say flip the script you know and what i mean by that instead of saying nobody sees me i'm seen and in in other words flip your script so if if if, if you want you know not that i don't feel validated 
I'm valid. So just flip your script and change. It, it's verbiage. It's verbiage because what we speak out is what becomes. And, it, it, and, and sadly, when we speak out negatively, it opens doors for other people to treat us that way. When you don't open the door for people to treat you that way and you basically speak out and it's not a matter of, of, of thinking it, it's just make it a matter of fact. And that's, that's like, I know that's something that I came to it. it I had to change my verbiage. I had to flip my own script. So. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I totally had to, I used to all the time have language that led me that opened the door for other people to mistreat me. And still to this day, I still sometimes catch myself doing it and I go, oh man, I got to change that. And that's what, um, Orion, that's what my book, Divine Androgyny and Divine Androgen, that's what I'm talking about. That's one of the big steps in the path of the, the divine androgen. Um, it's, you know, and the book is all about defining your own path and dealing with, with being a non-binary person in a binary world. That's what it's all about. Um, Okay. Yes, exactly, Orion. That does make sense. It'll maybe stop the cycle of me getting mad at myself when I start my downward spiral, which only makes me spiral faster, of course. Yeah, because you know what? No one knows how to hurt us better (laughs) than us. We are excellent self-sabotage people. Humans are masters at hurting themselves. Why? Because we know our most intimate details about ourselves. Right. And I think that's I think that's exactly what is happening. I think that's what happens to a lot of us trans people. I think that's why we struggle. And another thing is is if you would you talk to somebody else that way? Would you talk to somebody else and say, man, you're a loser, man. You're this or that. No, God, we would never do that. That's right. Yeah. So my my wife taught me a beautiful lesson. If I were to say something negative negative about myself, no, you don't talk about my husband that way. You don't talk about my love that way. I don't like that, you know? And I'm like, ooh, okay. No. Big yeah. check mark, got the big marker, and I had to check myself. <laughs> right. And and so here, um, I do describe my brain as a bully. I negative self-talk oh. myself so badly, especially when I make many, any kind of mistakes that trigger my dysphoria. You know what? Your dysphoria is what makes you special and a good person. Mm-hmm. It's what brings out the authentic you. It's what makes you who you are. So don't always be afraid of your dysphoria either. When my dysphoria happens, I'm just like, I'm feeling dysphoric. I'm feeling like people aren't quite seeing all of me, that I'm both. And, um, and, 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 and I start to feel uncomfortable in my body. And I will tell people I'm feeling dysphoric. That helps me feel dysphoric. And the next thing you know, people are like dysphoric and I use it as an educational moment, especially if it's safe space. Oh, look at this. Jamie's gotten started. 
And is that a colored pencil that you're using or a pen? Looks like a pen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. Fantastic. Well, we'll watch you and we'll also keep up the chatting a little bit at the same time. And I, Orion, it's all good, man. We totally get it. All of us get it. You're in safe space. That's exactly what this is all about. That's exactly why we do Rainbow Soul. That's why me and Lacrosse do this. Yeah. We both talked about it. One of the things that we want to do is bring medicine forward for people so that you can find ways to express yourself because the fact that you are a gender bender, I don't care how you do it. And I don't even know if you're non-binary, if you're trans, I don't even know what your pronouns are, but I'm just going to say that you are sacred. It's okay. You know why it's okay, Orion? You know why it's okay that we're paying a lot of attention to you? I'm just going to say this because you are not the only one. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of people just like you trying to get through life right now. Right. And all three of us, Jamie included, Lacrosse included, and me, we're all here. We're just trying to help you. We're just trying to help you because we got to figure it out. And we've been through the same crap. Same yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, it takes time. It takes time to get out of that mentality. It's not something that happens over. It, 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 believe it or not, it's discipline and training that we have to do for ourselves to keep ourselves on track. So. Exactly. And I think that in like Jamie's offerings about doing painting where you get to, you know, do your intention and Jamie's doing a painting right now that includes you, Orion. It includes me. It includes lacrosse It includes every gender variant person out there in the world. Um, and every queer, every GLBTQ person, um, because that's what that's what that's what the flag is for. That's what drag is for. That's what the community is for. So that you always know that you are loved and valued and that you are perfectly sacred and perfect just the way you are. It's really important. Most mm -hmm. of us don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> facts. Facts. Most of us struggle with these facts. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, they're yeah. facts yeah. that uh, transgender people are sacred. Absolutely. You are a sacred person. And I mean that in the umbrella term. So that means they, them, uh, gender, gender fluid, gender queer, gender variant, non-binary, however mm -hmm. it comes through for you. Look yeah. at this, Jamie. Wow. I'm just saying that like <laughs> Jamie is proof. That if one thing doesn't work the way you want it to work, you can make it work. Yeah. That's right, Orion. So I hope that you can take that same... Orion said that that's what, that's what they tell their preschoolers. They're wonderful and beautiful just as they are. Mm -hmm. If you can say that to the preschoolers, I'm hoping that you can say that to yourself too. Practice yep. speaking to yourself as if you were a preschooler. Yep. Absolutely. And your inner child will really appreciate that. My inner child's always running loose. 
<laughs> so we're just mine. talking about that earlier. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, my inner child likes the color. So sometimes, <laughs> so I'm wondering if Jamie's inner child is coloring right now. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> um, and you know, we all have inner child, all have inner child, and that's actually really good for you. It's great yes. therapy. So yeah, definitely. It's really great therapy. Wow, Jamie, this is really amazing. I really appreciate really appreciate watching you do this like I'm just like wow I mean and I'll tell you what some of my greatest friends are some of the most amazing friends that I have um have some sort of disability and mm. are living with some sort of disability and they amaze me um they they I'm just like wow what a way to overcome whatever you were given and yeah. to make it into something beautiful. Yeah. And that is truly talent to take something that others would have seen as a curse or, or hard or uh, a struggle. And I'm yeah. sure some people see trans people that way. I'm pretty sure. Wow. I don't know. I, Jamie, you'll have to show us. I don't know if Jamie can hear us. Uh, they don't exactly hear well. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But maybe Jamie can show us this eventually. Hopefully we can see it. I'm sure they will show us eventually. But I just want to say that as a gender variant person uh, and to uh, meet Jamie at, and get to know Jamie as an artist and as a performer, I think that's pretty, you know, wow. Yeah. It's the yeah. kind of people that yeah. you can find inspiring. If you need if you need to be inspired, go meet somebody with CP or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I put a letters in. And see, there's different ways of doing it. You can write your intention statement and um, cross out the vowels and just put the uh, the um, consonants in you can take and not not only do that but eliminate you know the duplication of consonants and then just put them into a sigil format um putting mm. all the letters that remain in in a way that it forms some sort of a picture or something or you can do like i tend to do i and, and this one i did i was using different colors at each point sometimes i write it a lot of times i tend to like to write it all in script formulating the encapsulating lines, and then I go back and I will color it in with various colors. This one I did all the lettering in. What I could put is, I am empowered and loved. Nice, nice, nice. Adding some some uh, water to it, but it should end up with it creating some lovely. Uh, lines and shapes and color variations in it. Wow. Oftentimes, if I do that, things start to formulate into various imaging. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they did just change paint brushes from one <laughs> side to the other. Wow. Wow. 
Good job, Jamie. If you need to go before it is completed, we can always post the results onto the uh, yeah the page as well. Yeah, we will. We're 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 down in the last few minutes of the show. Yeah. So I'm gonna just say that I have really appreciated you, Jamie. Um, I assume you can hear me, Jamie, or you can see what I'm saying. Um, I on the uh, monitor to my left. Okay, good. Um, see what I mean? Again, talented. Mm-hmm. Somehow they're painting and reading what I have to say. Yeah. That's- um, Talk about multitasking. <laughs> That's amazing. Right? <laughs> and I just want to say thank you, Orion, for letting me know that it's they. So I was I was correctly mm-hmm. um, gendering you. So fantastic. And I want to say that I really appreciate you, Jamie. I really appreciate all the ways in which you express yourself and the magic that you brought here today, t- showing us how we can put our intention in our painting and really painted into there. I know that um, a little bit earlier, uh, you know, Brighthawk is a painter. Yeah. Uh, and she said, wow, amazing painting with your feet. You're incredible. Hmm. And I, you know, I'm just, wow, look at that. It's beautiful, colorful. Yeah. Really colorful. Well, hold that on. Actually that actually somewhere, that actually looks like a person. Here we yes, go. I you see, like somebody just, like it actually looks like there. somebody standing there. Oh. It's, it's, it's uh, what reminded me of the lady with the bun on Bugs Bunny years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's usually, usually in my art, usually some faces or figures appear at different points. Um, and what I notice is what looks almost like there's a person here, but there's also a spot that maybe a person right next to them. So kind of a parallel tract which actually makes a lot of sense because being empowered um, means being in the forefront but not necessarily in, in, in a lot of ways but it doesn't necessarily mean being alone and being loved there's another person there right so. wow wow that's really that's really awesome like wow I'm just, I'm just blown away because I mean, I could do, I could pick up a pen with my feet, but I'm not sure I could. But I feel pretty I impressed with that. that if I could pick something up with my feet because I'm too lazy to bend over. I'm like, oh, there we go. I'm impressed with that. But th- that, that's, that's amazing. I agree, Jamie. You are an impressive, inspiring person. And to do drag, to do drag, and you I'm can't hear the music. Go ahead. I have to go by the vibrations. I'm hoping to take paintings. Yes. And I memorize a lot of the stuff I tend to do tends to be older because I remember it from back before that last part of the hearing went. So that helps. Um, I'm hoping to take and over over my break time also put some of my artwork into card decks to use for Oracle decks. Uh, And I'm hoping to Uh. do one with my artwork and one with airy items that I've encountered you know in my in walking my dog and things like that that would be great um messagings on things to and that as a oracle deck as well so wow fantastic um 
That's that's really amazing. I I want to keep up with you. Make sure you watch Jamie's. Uh, you know, connect with Jamie on social media. I'm sure that they'll um, post information as they develop their art and as they get things going. And like, if you ever do get uh, a deck or anything, I'd be happy to look at it and even uh, use it uh, yeah. because I love to I love to connect with decks, eh? So, in fact, speaking of decks, I'm going to do a little reading for everybody. This is the Love is Love deck. This deck is, uh, each card is done by a different gender variant, uh, different a different gender. LGBTQIA person. Um, and I encourage you to check it out. You can, you can check it out. And it's called Pride. And the other cool part about this is collaboration. Because I think collaboration is magic. When you come together with other people, it's not an easy thing to do, okay? Uh, and you have to you have to let down your ego, and you have to be willing to meet them halfway, and you have to be fair about things. And I think that that's what this deck means to me. It means that you can come together with people. You can find healthy people that you want to partner with, that you want to work with. And I'm not just talking about in romantic ways. I'm talking about friendships and business and everything else. So I'm pulling out three cards for us tonight to see what we have. And this first card uh, really always opens my heart up because it is all about our emotional scars which I think we were talking about a little bit, right? Um, the scars where the emotions overtake us, uh, the part of us that linger, that doesn't have great self-talk when we say not so great things to ourselves. That's what this is all about. This represents our scars. And a lot of those do come from our past. See how this person has two cups behind them? That's because those things are coming from your past. The emotions that this person is feeling are actually a reverberation of some trauma or some way that that happened probably in your childhood or before. And that happens a lot for most of us. I think most of us carry something forward. And so this is about your past and this is about where you're coming from. And the next card is a really powerful, uh, more, it's like a cat, like, character i'm trying to get a good clean image on it um and you can see let me try to turn the light a little bit there we go it's getting darker here during the day so you can see that this is like a cat-like creature cat-like character um i'm gonna do this this will help this is a cat-like character and they're sort of throwing they have like their wand and they're throwing it about and this is the queen of wands. And this is meant to tell us that we are in control of our thoughts and how they come through and that we can use them to do our power. So it's a reminder and a validation of exactly what Jamie was saying. That's exactly what this card is saying. This card is saying that you are, that you are in control of your thoughts and where they take you and which direction they take you. And that's what the queen of wands is all about. It's about mastering, mastering your thoughts. And this is the future. This is where we're going. This card here, you can see this is a non-binary person holding a sword, which swords represent thoughts. 
and um, our words, especially when our wor our thoughts lead us to our words, right? And you can see that this person is using their words to bring light to the world, bring light forward. So I just want to let you in on a little secret. What happens is that when we when we are able to heal our wounds, when we're able to master our wounds, when we're able to take a look at them and find a way to direct them, then we are able to bring the light to the world. That's how it goes. And that's how this works. So I just want to encourage you to make sure that you're looking at all three of these pieces here, you know, look at your emotions, deal with what you got to deal with, especially what's in the past, master your thoughts, master the way they're taking you and where they're leading you. And, um, you know, listen to that, to, to your thoughts and where they're coming from and change them if you need to. Um, and that's exactly what this is all about. It's empowering. See the little rainbow down the little, that's all about, it's all about the way we, um, shift things about the control that we have. Um, and this is all about bringing your light to the world and that's what it's all about. It so actually, I just wanted, I was gonna say it actually looked like he is, or they are poofing somebody out of the kingdom. <laughs> Poof. You're Poof. gone. You are just a shadow in yeah, the background. Right? That's, that's epic. We're pooping people all that's over the it. place. All right. It's been a beautiful night. Thank hey, you so Luke. much, Jamie. Thank you so much, Jamie. And thank yes. you, Lacrosse. And thank you, Orion and everyone else, Sandy, and everyone else that catching the show tonight. I think Eric is here. So everybody that watched the show tonight and anybody that's watching it in the future, the replay, you can play it. Please share. Please subscribe. Please um, spread the word. You have some gender variant friends. Please spread the word. And thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for sending your love and Thank you and good night. Thank you for watching Rainbow Soul, a queer perspective on spirituality beyond religion. We appreciate you sharing the show on your timeline. Follow us on social media of your choice and join our Facebook group, Rainbow Soul. We want to hear from you. Share your topic ideas for Hollis and Lacrosse. Explore upcoming shows and interesting guests. The Rainbow Soul Facebook group, where we build community of questioning seekers. Rainbow Soul, where spirituality is our medicine. Support Rainbow Soul. Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes.
Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show.